0: Welcome to The Leader's Crusade with your host, Bob Mitchell. Bob has served in public safety leadership with multiple organizations for over 40 years, and his passion is highlighting those at the forefront of leadership today. With so many options out there to listen to, we would like to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Here is this week's installment of The Leader's Crusade. Today with me is a good friend of mine, Ashley Walton, and um, Ashley, thank you very much for being here today.
1: Bob, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited.
0: Um, I'm really excited to have you here. Ashley, if you would, um, tell us what uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do and that. And, uh.
1: I own a coaching practice called Leo Warriors, and I work with first responders and armed service members to help them to create balance between their personal and their work lives. And I also host a podcast of my own called Tactical Living, where we very much share the very same thing. And in addition to that, I have an incredible community, the Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group, where I believe it's important for us to understand in a realm of social media, we need to treat people like actual human beings and not just profile pictures.
0: Very good. Ashley, what we're going to be talking about uh, this morning is um, I would like to get your thoughts on leadership. I've got a few questions. The first question is, uh, How do you, do you feel leaders are born or do you think leaders are made?
1: Hmm, that's a difficult way of framing that question. And I know it's a, a caveat question because we've heard it framed in that way many times, but I believe that Being a leader doesn't necessarily require a title and having a title doesn't necessarily make you a leader. Mm -hmm. And I think there are, are far too many times where we have somebody who's in a quote, authoritative role, and it's presumed that they embody leadership capabilities. But I also know from the clients that I've worked with that there's a great deal of people who don't actually know how to do the job that it is that they're, they're supposed to be leading somebody in.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: could be philosophical too. It doesn't have to necessarily be professionally related. I've seen many people online who promote this sort of technological presence, but when you get down to the grass, grass tax of things, it's almost as though they're just trying to take a buck from you. And I'm sure that you've seen that too. I think that when it comes to leadership qualities, somebody who is showing up and actually leading with value first, um, naturally people are going to gravitate towards that individual. And by default, they will then be made the leader um, in that respect.
0: I agree very much. It's, you know, our leaders born or made has been a vastly argued question. And in an earlier episode, I talked about I feel from a certain perspective, since leadership is about service, everybody has an opportunity to develop and become a leader, whether it's in an authoritarian role or not. I very much agree with what you said. What kind of attributes do you find essential for a leader?
1: I think the most important thing is when it comes to the natural nuance of somebody who embodies leadership capabilities, they they know naturally that They don't need to force people to follow them. And instead, by furthering themselves, educating themselves, and becoming an expert in a particular niche or field or genre or even hobby, people will naturally be invited on this journey. And I think that we need to focus more on the journey and not necessarily the the labels of a leadership role.
0: Like any Skill, and I really think leadership is is something of a skill, which I guess goes back to, you know, leaders can be made. But even if you're born with this skill, any skill needs to be be practiced or put into any kind of a routine. Do you have any daily routines that contribute to your leadership abilities?
1: I definitely believe that I've changed and evolved a great deal within I would say the fa- the last five years or so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the reason for that was because I started to realize after I finished my MBA program that there was this much bigger world that was available to me than that of this scholastic confinement of our educational system here, at least in, in our country here in the mm-hmm. United States. And when I realized that self-learning was this new path that gave me this childlike wonder back that I hadn't felt in such a long time. It allowed me to pursue things that I never would have imagined having going through the grind of getting my MBA. I'm talking things like website development and um, just seeking out fundamental leaders that that had just mantras and people that I felt were much more powerful than that of myself. And we're supposed to surround ourselves by people who we aspire to be. And I've learned that I never want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think understanding that and humbling down a little bit allowed me to realize that there are many things that I could be incorporating into my everyday that would allow me to feel like I'm taking leadership of myself in my own day. And that's not subjective, that is independent of anything outside of myself. And I feel like setting myself up for success on a regular basis. And this is something that I share a great deal with my clients are four quadrants in all of our lives. And the first one is life. So life could be our health and our fitness and, you know, what we fuel our body with, or don't fuel our body with something as simple as drinking water. You know, most people don't consume the correct amounts and the statistics are astronomical when it comes to how, how malnutritioned most Americans are. And that sounds silly, but when you you micro things down and you see somebody's blood panel, you realize that we're consuming just outrageous foods and that doesn't allow us to be as productive as we could be. Um, Mm -hmm. spiritually, I also make sure that I incorporate regimens of meditation and journaling and things that allow me to connect with my soul and feel into my higher power. And that was certainly not something that I had done before, And that was something that made me feel like I was taking charge of myself. My own intuition started to um, raise in ways that I didn't even know were possible. I started to learn more about the importance of mitochondria reproduction and neuroplasticity and the things that we can do to trick our minds. Um, One simple trick, for example, is when I'm working in my office, I will have a candle lit. And while that candle is still lit, I know that it's still go time and I still need to be working and being productive. And as soon as I blow that candle out, then I know it's time for me to quote, clock out, which uh, might sound silly, but when you own your own businesses, it's one simple trick that you could do in order to make sure that you still treat yourself business like a business. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, sleeping, that sounds very simple, but having a good, a good night's rest and having something on a schedule and very regimented in that way. So mm-hmm. having, having all of those in combination with my relationships, my networking resources, um, those are all things that allow me to set the foundation every single day.
0: That's fantastic. I love the candle idea. That really, really is neat. And, and I'm looking around my office here and it's like, oh, I've got the perfect place for that where I can <laughs> see it in the corner of my eye. And it's like, nope, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, or yes, it's time to stop. What skills and and this is this is a very broad question um what leadership skills, based on your experience based on your clients, do you really find need the most attention?
1: I don't think this is a one size fits all sort of answer because right. when it comes to leadership, we need to understand the niche that we're we're talking about, the industry that we're talking about mm-hmm. you you could have people who are into an alternative lifestyle who Um, I was just watching a show that was created by Michael Williams and people cultivate something called DAB, which I didn't even know was a thing. And apparently it's a byproduct of marijuana. That's like, you know, so it really like people have their own things, right? And Mm -hmm. there's so many of those types of things that you can be a quote expert in. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to cultivating the leadership qualities that one would want to have, I think it would be focusing in on that one thing that you naturally excel at. And that that's not to discredit the fact that we can strive to be better in other things, but I truly believe that the number one way to be successful as a leader in your particular area is to understand what that particular area is. And by doing that, you can seek out other people who are better than you in that regard, other people who know far more than you do. And that also requires us to get out of our comfort zone a little bit mm-hmm. because oftentimes we will need to open up our mouths they say that you know quiet mouths don't get fed. And so I've reached out several times to many people who were complete strangers to me at one point where I can sit down and ask them questions. And having a podcast, Bob, it definitely helps because that gives you this sort of certificate of authenticity where you have an excuse and a reason to be able to ask selfish questions. And sometimes I'll pull these people onto my show, adding value by giving them an additional platform to share their message. But um, also for me to be able to ask any questions that I want to related to the thing that it is that I want to learn about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about having a podcast, because we can use it as a tool in that regard, which I think is overlooked a lot. And um, that would probably be the biggest thing.
0: Okay. You've told me that kind of thing before, and and you know, you're an inspiration to me to get started with um, with this type of a platform. And I really... Really can't thank you enough for that. What type of leadership skills are you looking to develop in yourself? And I know that's a personal, you know, very personal question and is different for everybody, but what are you looking to develop?
1: Well, thank you for that first off. And I know this is a topic of conversation that you and I have butted heads on a little bit, but for me, having been married now for almost 14 years, I grew up in a very, secure home with five brothers, and I'm the only girl. And having gotten married so young, being married to a police detective, being in this sort of nurturing environment, I didn't realize that I inadvertently gave away so much of my personal independence, so much to the extent of me going to Costco, like a simple trip, like going to Costco by myself, Yep. Is something that would make me super uncomfortable, and I didn't realize that I had become reliant on, um, you know, going going there with my husband, and even taking a long drive somewhere by myself. I had become reliant on always doing those things with my husband, whereas before it was with my dad or having the boys. And so having that personal independence is mm-hmm. something that I've been working on for the past year to the past year and a half or so. And I've been doing that by doing those things that are uncomfortable and sitting down and allowing myself a lot of time to give myself a good, a good think, right? We don't give ourselves the space to be able to do that often, but by asking myself, what are some of the things that I do that right now I'm dependent on somebody else, be it my husband or some, you know, my dad or whoever that I would feel uncomfortable doing on my own. Mm -hmm. And a, a big one was traveling. I, up until last year, had never traveled anywhere by myself. And I'm talking like getting to the airport, navigating through security, doing the whole check-in process on my own. It terrified me. And I, the first time, the first couple of times that I did that last year, it was absolutely terrifying to do that. And although that might not seem like a leadership quality, I think that it is actually a survival mechanism for us to be able to operate like that as independence. And it's mm-hmm. most certainly something that allows us to take that ownership and that leadership Of ourselves and our lives. And for you or anybody who is listening, I know there are areas of your life that perhaps you are dependent upon. Um, When my mom passed away, as an example, my dad was completely reliant and dependent on her as the housewife. And so even something as simple as turning on the oven isn't something that he ever learned how to do. Mm -hmm. So there are things that we don't know that we're being so dependent upon right now within our own lives. And I would just ask that you allow yourself some time to think about what those things are. And then to decide on how the plan of action could be to where you can grow out of that and grow into some of that independence in order for you to take on those leadership capabilities, um, really for your own life.
0: You're funny. You, um, you mentioned you and I have banged heads on on that exact thing a couple of times, and over the same period of time, the last uh, year and a half or so, um, maybe as much as two years, um, I've I've learned a lot of the letting go side of that to allow that to happen. And, and I kind of look at that as the um the iron sharpens iron um thought process. Uh we both are very committed to a you know particular path, but at the same time uh, we enjoy making each other bet you know better and sometimes through those nicks and abrasions and stuff like that we really we really sharpen our own iron um Mm -hmm. our own steel and uh and get better in the long run what are and i know this changes for me all the time depending on um, what comes out it's not so much flavor of the month but who are some of your favorite uh, leadership authors or coaches or speakers when come on, um, when you find an article or even a book um, from them? It's a, oop, yep, I'm going to read that. That's an automatic go-to.
1: In the sur- more surface level, I would say it's probably Mel Robbins. And <laughs> in a more philosophical level, it's definitely Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because anytime that I come across a headline or an interview that was conducted by Jordan Peterson, I'm I'm constantly in awe of his intellect and the way that he tries to disprove and discredit his own personal beliefs in order for him to expand his own level of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I had recently heard from a friend, a quote that he learned from one of his mentors, and it was something along the lines of making sure that if ever we come into a dispute with somebody, we have a disagreement. And in a realm like now that we're currently living in, there seems to be a disagreement at every corner that we turn, that it's important for us to be able to 100% understand the other person's point of view, so much to the extent that they would allow us to argue their point of view for them. Mm -hmm. And when we have somebody that allows us to challenge our mind in that way, such as what Jordan Peterson does, I believe he is one of the truest philosophers of modern time then it it excites me to have that level of curiosity because we don't we don't get that we see a lot of the same things repeated over and over and so with regards to him he's constantly challenging the narrative and bringing new thoughts and ideas and that's something that I I always try to aspire to be and to do and I find that the more that I consume his content the more that I feel like I'm a more wholesome individual to be able to be that person who's able to see things from all angles.
0: What are your thoughts on mentorship? Being mentored, being a mentor. Do you currently um, do you currently use a mentor?
1: So we don't realize that this happens to us, but when we're very young, we have hopefully a, a household and parents or maybe grandparents, people that we can call a parental figure that we learn from, and inadvertently those people are our mentors. We actually gain our level of sanity from those type of people when we're growing up, because if we do something wrong or we say something out of lines, they correct us. And then we get into school and we have the same types of, quote, mentors when we have teachers and principals and perhaps we're involved in extracurriculars like sports and things like that. Mm -hmm. Again, coaches can be considered mentors. And maybe we go on to college and we have professors and then we enter the workforce. And to some extent, we expect our employers or our bosses to be that same level of mentor, but something happens. And at least this happens to many of my clients. And this certainly happened to me where we get into this level of stagnation where we're no longer growing. We get caught up in the minutia of doing the same things over and over and over again. And we don't even realize how unfulfilled our life starts to become because we're caught up in this cycle. Mm-hmm. And I call myself a pattern interrupt because I realized how important it was for me to have that for the very first time several several years ago when I hired my first coach. And the reason why I did that was because I, I did all the things. I got my MBA. I got married super young, bought a house, bought another house. Like did all the things like white picket fence sort of things that society told me I was supposed to do. And I realized that I wasn't fulfilled. I just was not happy. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to this podcast. I needed to apply for this coaching program. It was this long, tedious, incredibly expensive program, so terrifying. The first time I had ever invested big dollars in myself in that way. And in three months, my entire life changed so much to the extent that I knew I needed to give this back to other people.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: where Leo Warriors was born and why I started my coaching company. And with regards to having a mentor or somebody to look up to, I believe it's important for us to first find somebody that we're comfortable with, and second, find somebody who we know is much further along in the process of the thing that we want to do, and even more importantly, to never take advice from somebody who hasn't done that, quote, thing before. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people who want to add their two cents in all of the time, and for the most part, if they're not an expert in that field, if they haven't already gone through the motion of doing the thing that you aspire to do, don't pay attention to them and move on to somebody else and Mm -hmm. keep doing your research. So um, it's important. And that's ever growing because it could be something pertaining to business. Yes, I have several business coaches. It could be something pertaining to health. I just bought a mirror device. Bob, I was talking to you about that. Oh, yeah. And um, when it comes to my body, my level of mentorship with regards to my body are the people who are expertise in that, that I can literally like pop on this device and log in and I have a personal trainer on whatever I want to have a personal trainer on when it comes to my level of physical health. So Mm -hmm. um, it ebbs and it flows. And I think that the areas of our life that we deem are important to us in the moment, those are the types of experts that we should be seeking out for mentorship.
0: Okay. That's fantastic. Thank you. can't tell you how much I appreciate you spending your time with me this morning. I know I know time is extremely valuable, and uh, I really appreciate the time that you've you've taken to share with me. Is there anything else that you'd um, you'd like to add or uh, talk about? Can you tell us how t- how can uh, we reach out to you? L- look at developing the relationship to you becoming a coach for for one of us. Uh, I know that's there's something of an arduous process to that, but anything like that at all.
1: Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much, Bob. The best way to get a hold of me is on Facebook at Ashley Walton. You can request access to the Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group. Check out the pod- podcast, Tactical Living, and my website's leowarriors.com. And if it was five years ago and I was listening to this episode myself, I would want somebody to tell me that. If you feel right now that you are the one being directly spoken to and that there's something in your life that you know you've always wanted to do, and for some reason you keep giving yourself excuse after excuse as to why you can't be that thing or do that thing, for you to just decide to reach out to somebody and navigate the fields to be able to see who that expert is in that particular area of interest, and to just do it because your life will change dramatically if you have that type of passion that's built up within you for such a long time. And if you're able to just put yourself out on a limb in that way, humble down a little bit. And um, sometimes we have to get over ourselves and get over our excuses or the excuses that other people are feeding to us. But investing in ourselves in that way is the best thing that we can do.
0: Ashley, thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for gifting us with your time today. And remember, if you want to be the leader that matters, be the leader that's there when it matters most. Join us next time for another edition of The Leader's Crusade. And in the meantime, keep up with us on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also find us on YouTube and everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.